Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the People Project Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Alexander, and each week I bring you episodes on different topics that affect us all in different ways, internally, externally, or sometimes both. This week, I am joined by the infamous, villainous, wonderful, all of the above, Paul Butler and Craig Howard. Um, And we are going to be talking about generational differences, uh, growing up in different decades, (laughs) and, uh, and kind of how that has made us who we are and, you know, uh, how we've carried it into our everyday lives. So now that Craig is is back and has decided to join us. Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It is Saturday morning. The sun is not shining because it's raining but it's okay it's not snow it's not ice (laughs) i'll take it um well thank you guys for joining me i'm sure this is going to be quite quite a time (laughs) with with each other this morning everyone wave to craig's wife hello to craig's wife judith shout out judith um so Um, as I just said, the episode is on generational differences. So we're going to kind of be talking about like our formidable years. So, you know, really like our teenage years, because I feel like that's really when you kind of start to form like your tastes and, um, like the, the person that you're going to become really like starts forming when you're a teenager. So, um, this is all per Craig. Okay. Like I'm not calling anybody old here. But Craig said he was a teenager in the 80s. He grew up in the 80s. That was his formidable time. Paul was the 90s, and mine is the 2000s. So um, I think there's a lot of similarities in these decades, but definitely lots of differences. So that's going to be interesting. Um, But we're going to go over like music, technology, TV, pop culture, all that good stuff, historical events, um, common issues, and then like bridging the gap between generational differences because I think we especially nowadays see that a lot of where different generations don't necessarily like try to connect with each other because we feel like things are too different. So, um, and then we've got several questions that were submitted by people. So we'll get into those too. I'm sure those will be very entertaining. So there's some some doozy questions you haven't told us, but I can tell by the way you're acting. (laughs) They're going to be, no, they're going to be hilarious. (laughs) Um, so with that being said, I guess Craig, um, you know, we'll start with age before beauty, um, and let you (laughs) don't make that face. (laughs) Um, and start with you first. Uh, if you want to talk about like, you know, like intro yourself to the people, and kind of like when you grew up and why you wanted to do this episode. Well, I grew up, um, I'm Craig Howard. I grew up in the South. I grew up in Atlanta and I actually went to high school in Texas um, in a very small town in Texas. So sometimes I wonder if, if you know, that's also difference between mm-hmm. small town and now. But, um, yeah. and I've always gotten along with people younger than me. Although I love all things 80s and i think music today is not as good as back then or even the 90s and i think that uh you know there's just so many differences i just thought it would be interesting to get a different perspective from mm-hmm. everybody because i well, really I'm... you know like the old people uh, you know I'm, i've become the old guy because back in my day <laughs> there you go you said it you've already I, said no, it no it's i'm a total back in my day guy because i oh, you know 
and I don't, you know, some of these topics will come up, but I remember, you know, I paid $15 to see you too. <laughs> in, in That's concert. wild. I, I wouldn't wild. even pay that now. And okay, Paul, <laughs> I, paid, okay, Paul, I paid 15, I paid $15 to see white snake with great white opening. I would do that. Yes. And <laughs> waited in line at nine o'clock in the morning to get tickets, to get tickets. Yeah. If it was a big concert, people camped out oh, around yeah. the record store where they were selling the tickets. Cause that's the only place you could get them was at the local record store. That's so and funny. People would camp out overnight to go see the big tickets. And I remember the big scandal when I was in eighth grade was it was $30 to go see the Jackson's victory tour, which was my first concert. Oh man. Uh, and nowadays, and there weren't, you know, all these fees and a hundred and you know, two hundred, three hundred dollar tickets. And right. scalp and scalping was done by a guy in a trench coat in front of the concert. <laughs> Still is scalping oh, among is other, really? scalping among yeah. others. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that anytime never I think anytime I think of a guy in a trench coat, I just think of the episode of The Office where. Phyllis got flashed. (laughs) And so then Michael Scott like had his trench coat and he opened it up and he had his finger and his fly. And he's like, "Ah!" (laughs) and anytime I think of trench coat, that's what I think of. I feel, I feel like we know a few people that we could picture doing that, but that's probably a story for another day. (laughs) That that scans all dinner. That's that's the next podcast that's dropping next week. People (laughs) be ready for that. No. So anyway, it's dropping the, onto the dark web. It's <laughs> yeah, for me it was you know, I just like even you know there was no social media, mm-hmm. computers. There were I didn't have a computer until the nineties, and in school we had computer science, but it was mm-hmm. it was the X or you know dash O dash O like it was you know the there was no web. Yeah. <laughs> was, and I don't remember what we were even doing in computer science, but yeah, you know. Well, and I think it's important to like, I don't know, like I was actually talking to somebody about this this morning of that, you know, I've said this a million times, this podcast, like my goal for it is like for it to be kind of a platform for everything. And so, you know, like somebody who, li- who like would listen to an episode about music wouldn't necessarily listen to an episode about generational differences, but because they listen to this podcast, it's like a good way to kind of reach everybody with something. Um, and, um, I don't know. I think this is kind of how we help each other grow, right? Like we learn what makes each other different and we learn, you know, what similarities we have. We talk about it, we discuss it. And then, like I said, at the end, you know, we'll kind of talk about common issues and bridging the gap. Um, because I'm, I'm happy to help y'all grow. I'm done growing. Just FYI. <laughs> Whatever. That's not true. It's fine. Um, but I, th- I do think that, you know, so much we see like these generational differences becoming such a big thing nowadays of like, well, I, back in my day, it was like this. And that's how I have chosen to be. And I don't even want to hear about these dumb millennials. You know what I mean? And like, you know, there's stereotypes for every generation. I mean, and, you know people fall into sometimes all of them, sometimes a few of them, sometimes none of them. Um, But without, you know, conversations like the one that we're having today, like, I don't think there's any way for us to progress as a society and be able to like work together and, you know, have progress at all. So what I hope is this doesn't kind of delve into 
Craig and I being the the cliche, you know, old man yells a cloud, get off my lawn type <laughs> thing. Um, because if if you know us, um, you know, we we can sometimes uh get to Well, that's why I'm <laughs> here to kind of steer well, it back. <laughs> well, and I'm even willing to talk about like there there were I, there were advantages. I don't think everything today is terrible compared yeah. to yesterday. Yeah. You know, I think just, there are pros and cons to every generation. Yeah. And I think, um, I think having a healthy understanding of that is important too, you know, not living in the past of, well, things used to be like this. Why can't like the past is the past. Right. We're never going to be able to yeah. go back to that. So like taking things from that, learning from it and growing with it, you know, is the only way to just to function in society as best as we can. So, yes. So well Paul. Said. Yes. So I am Paul Butler. I am raised uh, in Massachusetts, as you can probably tell from the accent. I was about to say, that's uh, not obvious at all. So. <laughs> you know? uh, so I, my formative years were in the early 90s, started high school in 91, graduated in 94. Um, so a lot of, it's funny because looking back now, I didn't even really kind of think about it until you said, you know, it's kind of like that helps mold who you are, who mm-hmm. you become. And looking back at that time, I can definitely see that. You know, I I started just from like the music standpoint, right? I started out as like a big rap and hip hop fan, if you can believe it. What? Uh, in middle school, my my first concert was, uh, you guys know the story. I'll, I'll just tell everybody, probably everybody knows it at this point, Millie Vanelli. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw Vanilla Ice a few times, MC oh, Hammer. Um, and then I got to, I get to a point, uh, I think it was about 15 or 16. I was, I was um, going in for surgery and my, my best friend still to this day, um, Tom, he gave me a, a cassette before I went into um, the hospital for a couple of days. And you can tell how long ago it was because it was a cassette, not mm-hmm. even a CD, right? <laughs> um, and it was Stone Temple Pilots, the, the core Ooh. album. So that was kind of my gateway into kind of what. I listen to now and kind mm-hmm. of what has molded me. Um, and I, it's, <laughs> I hate to say it, like it's a big part of my personality. Anybody that knows me well knows like it's music and grunge and, you know, mm-hmm. rock and metal. So it, it is funny thinking back on like how I started out versus, yeah. you know, where I kind of ended up, um, mm-hmm. you know, similar to Craig, we, because we are on the older side, Gen Xers, proud Gen Xers, right? Um, we've seen like the the development of, mm-hmm. you know, technology and, you know, just different things, different ways of doing things. Yeah. And it's it's kind of fascinating to see this stuff evolve. And it's, I know you said a few minutes earlier, Kelsey, like you, you typically, you know, you look at the past and like, you can't go back, but a lot of the stuff, it, it is a cycle. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff oh, yeah. kind of becomes in fashion like, again, right? Yeah, cyclical uh, trends. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it's um, that, that's just kind of a fascinating subject mm-hmm. in its own right. Um, For sure. But yeah, so that's just kind of the quick rundown. Yeah. It's great. You bring up, I was just thinking, it just brought up the fact that I've seen, and Paul, you've probably, you've seen it to, a, to an extent. When I was a kid, so I graduated in 89. When I was a kid, it was albums. Then yeah. cassettes. We even had some eight tracks. Then <laughs> if if you had a CD, if you had a CD player or CDs, you were rich when I was a kid. Like it was like yeah. you did. Everybody had cassettes. You made mixtapes. And then now now CDs are a 
pretty much i mean i still listen to them but uh not as often because it's it's all streaming now so it's kind of yeah. yeah crazy to have gone through mm-hmm. those different forms of you know and the same with tv you know cable right. I, I was looking bruce springsteen had a song uh, early 90s 57 channels and nothing on and it's like 57 channels yeah like, like people would lose their minds now <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah. before before i get to i uh, you know i i got some specific uh you know kind of stuff to talk about on like that the music media and all that yeah. but uh kelsey i i, I think we want yeah. to your your kind of background so story yeah so um for me formidable years were really like the 2000s um i mean i was born in 91 but um i graduated high school in 2009 um, so those were like my big formidable years. And, you know, it's just funny. Like, it's going to be so funny going through this episode and like realizing the differences and stuff, because, you know, you talked about things being cyclical. So, you know, TikTok's a big thing now and, um, like Y2K stuff is becoming really trendy and it's like hurting my feelings a little bit. Cause I'm like, I'm old enough that like the stuff that I grew up like wearing and watching and doing is like seen as like this cool like throwback trend and it hurts my feelings so much (laughs) and but like I mean you know so y'all were talking about with music and stuff like for me you know it was CDs I mean like there was vinyl around my house because of my parents you know um but like I grew up listening to CDs we had hit clips I don't know if y'all know what hit clips are um but they were these little like little teeny tiny square things that you put into like I mean like literally like the size of like a quarter and you put it into this little player and it literally played like seven seconds of a song and you were just like, yeah, I'm a hit clips. It was like colossal waste of time. I don't understand it. <laughs> but like, that. but it was like portable music, like, because, you know, you t- if you take a CD player in the car, you know, your little portable CD player, you hit a bump. There goes that song, you know. And yeah. but then, you know, then the iPods came in and the Zunes and like all that stuff. Um, and that became, you know, music became more portable and then the iPhones and like, you know, technology being what it is now. And, um, but yeah, so, um, like I said, I grew up in the, in the, um, early two thousands. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think for all, what did you listen to Kelsey? Um, gosh, Taylor Swift. Um, I mean, like growing up, NSYNC, boy bands, like that was big. Like NSYNC was just like my thing. NSYNC and Britney Spears and that whole saga, Christina Aguilera, Aaron Carter. Um, and so, then, ter- so you listen to terrible music. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then, you know, like the whole, like, it, I think that's another thing that's like really fascinating to me is like with this whole, like, like with Taylor Swift, because I'm still a Taylor Swift fan. Like I've watched her whole career and I've watched how it's developed and I've watched how it's gone from this one thing to another and like how she has done such a great job of following trends and following her, um, like being able to reach like multiple generations. Right. You know, like she knows she had these fans that started with her, you know, when we were teenagers, but now she's got like new teenagers that are her new fans. And so like, but she still kind of is connecting everybody. I don't know. I think there's a lot of artists that do that really well. Um, for for the eighties, it was Madonna, right? Eighties yeah. and nineties. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's funny because you you see that all the time with um you know a lot of these artists that have been around a lot um you know a long time and yeah a lot of them are doing like anniversary tours of specific mm-hmm. albums and you go and in the crowds you see you know mother and 
son, you know, father, daughter. It's, right. it's like the whole family. And to see mm-hmm. like, you know, that, that's, that means a lot to those bands. Mm-hmm. Like they have a, yeah. you know, two generations of, uh, you know, right, bands exactly. within the same household. That, that's yeah. impressive to it's have really, really cool. that kind of staying power mm-hmm. and that, you know, impact. So For sure. And like, I, I mean, I think all three of us can say that we were kind of raised by pop culture, right? Like we, yes. we still love pop culture. So I think that's what's cool about like the three of us talking about this is like, I love some music from the 80s and the 90s. Obviously, the 2000s was like my big thing. Um, I also would be remiss to not talk about my teenage years and not talk about like MySpace Kelsey. So we'll get to her. But like, you know, with Corn and Bullet for Valentine and My Chemical Romance and like <laughs> Avenged right. Sevenfold and like my, my emo era, my like, all I do is play World of Warcraft and sit in my room era, <laughs> the development of like the blockbuster stuff, all that. We'll get to all that. But, um, you know, just things that I think about now, you know, you can turn on your TV and pick a movie. Well, back back then, like you would have to go to Blockbuster and then Blockbuster started that video program, right? Where you could go in and you like you had a queue of all of your movies. And then like when you finished one, you'd return it to Blockbuster and then you could rent another one for free. And and then that became Netflix where Netflix would mail you movies and then Netflix became a streaming service. And like, it's just, it's crazy to think about so many people now I mean like so I have a niece who is 20 let's see 23 she's seven years younger than me so 23 um and then my nephew is like I think he's 20 um and so like hearing the things that like they listen to like my nephew listens to like MCR and like um a day to remember and like bands like this that like I listen to like you know see like junior and senior year of high school and but like he's like oh yeah all these old bands like Fall Out Boy and I'm like oh my god, god. oh my god <laughs> but then my brother listens to like Journey and Foreigner and like you know because like my brother you know grew up in the in the 80s and um and then you know my dad grew up listening to the Temptations because he grew up in you know the 16th century so right. um, <laughs> hey 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 I I listen to the Temptations and I've no seen I know them, I know you know um. But I don't know. I just think it's, I think I'm, I'm excited to kind of delve into all this. So I guess, do we want to start with, I mean, I guess we've kind of already been talking about music. So if we want to like continue on that path. So Paul, or I guess, Craig, what was your first concert and like first big music memory? Um, and, you know, kind of. It, it was the Jackson's Victory Tour. Yeah. I just remember because, yeah. uh, we did not grow up with money, but mm-hmm. it came to town. And my dad, you know, I told my dad, I was begging my dad to go. And I was in eighth grade. Um, and that's when Michael Jackson was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he decided to take the whole family to it. We had these, it was in the big stadium and we were in nosebleed seats. But it was just my, but I, and we were so high that people weren't like, standing up but i was like standing up dancing that's awesome uh you know and that was my that is my first concert my first music memory was the jacksons um so so what role i guess does like the music of your like formidable years like still play in your life what did it play to you then what does it still play in your life um you know it's funny 
I love 80s music, but sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, but I've learned, like, when the 90s came out, not grunge, but after grunge, all those things that you mentioned, those mm-hmm. terrible people. Boy bands? Yeah, I couldn't stand them. Like, literally listening, if I heard three bars of the song, I would run out of the room. Now I can sing the Backstreet Boys. Now I can sing and sync. Uh, I could enjoy it now as yeah. an as an song at the as time. As a nostalgic thing. Paul, at the I time, can tell my, you were like, it's the yeah. 80s. Paul's face tells me he's not there yet, but I can I look was going to say, you you were on your way to getting some hate mail from uh, some of the listeners with that, <laughs> the first part of that boy band uh, comments. But no, well, no I just, there, it just I, wasn't like, and like right now, I don't, I don't listen to current music. I have no, I, I can't tell you a song on the radio. I like, I like Haim, who I just saw in concert. Mm-hmm. I like Kings of Leon, who are considered old now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> They're and, a 2000s band, Chris. Yes, I know. And I can't even, if you ask me to name, I just don't listen to current. I listen yeah. to more talk than anything now, which is something I used to say I would never do. But Because you're you know, aging, Craig. Right. When I, when I want to feel good, I have my Spotify playlist, which has yeah. terrible. But I admit, my taste is terrible. I like everything. There is crap that you've never heard of, or there's crap that you would, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, I loved Cindy Lauper. I loved mm-hmm. Prince. I loved. Uh, that, that's, to me, that's good taste. So, what, you, right. what you're saying is you need to listen to Harry Styles now because. Well, listen, I do like that listen. watermelon sugar thing. But, okay, listen. Yeah. Harry Styles is like, I saw, I think it was on TikTok, somebody said this. He is like, if you took um, Prince. Elton John and Mick Jagger and put them all in one person and was like, here. Well, in 20 years, I will listen to it. Enjoy it. Oh, hush. He has a new album coming out this coming Friday and you need to listen to it. Okay, I will. Um, so, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like this music that like, I mean, you still, you still listen to the music that you grew up listening to. That's still what you automatically go to. And Paul, like knowing what you listen to, I'm going to assume that's similar for you. Yeah, so I, I listen to a lot of stuff. He hates um, Alice in Chains. If, uh, if anybody's yeah, an Alice in Chains worst. fan, he hates them. So. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Um, yeah, so I do listen to a lot of different types of music, uh, except the country I just can't do. I will Relatable. Never be able. Well, the, the bro country is what is right. horrible. Modern country. Um, yeah, Can I interrupt yeah. you for two seconds to say something? Sure. I hated country when I was a teenager and I grew up, but I, I lived in Texas where that's all I was mm-hmm. when the Garth Brooks and yeah. Alan Jackson and that stuff. I started loving country music. See, I like that stuff. And then now I hate it again. Like the current yeah. country music is right. terrible. But if you get to George, like, if you even go to George, like George, George Jones. Strait, yeah. Great. Like George be, Jones, Conway Twitty, like all yeah. that era. I love. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. No, that's fine. And I mean, there's there's a lot of clowns that are playing country music nowadays, right? So, yep. you know, that's that's always, <laughs> I don't know if you want to leave that in there, but, you know. Oh, out. no, I've been staying um, in there. Yeah. So, yeah. So facts country, are facts, and, facts um, dude. So country and classical kind of the two that are no-go. Um, I, again, anybody that knows me is knows it's like grunge. Hard rock, heavy metal, just straight ahead rock. All the noise. Yeah, all the noise. You know, anything guitar driven, um, yeah. I'm all about. Not not mm-hmm. the jam bands though. Like I can't I can't mm-hmm. go to a show and see like every song is ten minutes. That that just gets boring <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so even 
even now, if if I'm just kind of going through and picking songs at random, I, I tend to lean toward um, more of those older bands, even yeah. if it's, um, you know, newer music that they put out within mm-hmm. the last few years, which a but lot of But it's still bands, that band well, that you yes. put that love for in the 90s. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of, that's what I still do. I I was actually just talking, uh, texting with Michelle, I think it was Michelle Lopez about this. Um, I'm like, yeah, you know, there's no good bands anymore, like new bands. And she's like, well, there are. I'm like, no, you're wrong. You know, <laughs> so she's uh, she's going to send me something so I can try to see some new yeah. bands. But like, even like, you hear something new and you're like, oh, these but guys it's are that good, old but influence. But they've been out for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's or even if there's friends. anything new, like they, their big influences yes. are these 90s bands or these 80s, you know, whatever. Yeah. If it sounds like, I mean, like, like I said with Harry Styles, right? Like I compared him to these people from the past. I didn't compare right. him to anybody now. Right. Um, and, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's a big thing. I mean, for me, you know, like, you know, it started out with boy bands, which I feel like that was more in the 90s for me. Like, that was more like childhood, right? Um, because then once I became a teenager, it was all like pop punk, emo music, you know, whatever. And I still listen, I mean, I still listen to that. Like, my my chaos, my playlists of chaos, right? Like, I mean, it's got the used, hold on, I need to pull it up. Like, it is absolutely hysterical. Me and a friend of mine actually made um, a playlist recently of just like, what did we call it? Hold on, I've got to find it because I think it's hilarious. We called it. This is riveting podcasting. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, it's called Teen Lifesaver. So it's literally like all of these songs that like we would listen to as like emo teenagers and be like, my life is so hard and I need <laughs> good music. And so, I mean, it's like, so Skillet's on here, The Used, My Chemical Romance, Bullet from Valentine, Story of the Year, Silverstein, Hawthorne Heights, Taking Back Sunday, like, Mayday Parade, Paramore, All Time Low, Under Oath, like, all of these bands, right? Dashboard Confessional, love them. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, you, you hear me reacting to these, like, you know, and you know I love going to, like, emo nights and stuff like that. Like, I still listen to this music all the time. And... Like, I think the one artist that has, like, grown with me that, like, I like current music just as much as, like, the original music, there's two. Is One is Mayday Parade. I guess All Time Low, too. But one is Mayday Parade. They're still one of my favorite bands. And then Taylor Swift, like I said earlier, because now she's re-releasing her old albums, right? Like, because she doesn't own the masters. So she's like, okay, I'll re-record. I'll re-release them yeah. under, like, Taylor's version. So, like, it is, like, me and, like, my friends that you know are like my age that are listening to these it's a very like emotional roller coaster listening to those because like you like like honestly like when you listen to these songs like you know you listen to in the like so her red album came out ironically right after my divorce and that was just uh, like really rude of her honestly um because it's like a lot of like breakup music and so, but it took me back to like my first breakup in like high school, right? And like how that felt. And then I was like, you know, having so many parallel feelings. And I was like, but then like her fearless album, like I hear I hear a song and I'm like, I remember how I felt when I was a teenager listening to this. And then I'm comparing it to my life now and like how much I've grown and like, you know, still similar things. And so, I mean, to your point, I think that's what's really cool about this like music that we grew up on because I listen to this playlist that like me and my friend made 
And, like, I remember, like, my first show of XYZ Band. And I remember, like, these memories of, like, you know, like, going to the New Day. Anybody who's from Memphis is going to know when I say this. But, like, every weekend we would just go to the New Daisy and go to shows, like, the New Daisy on Beale Street. And, like, we didn't even care who was playing. We would just go. We would just go to a show. Um, where we go to the skate park of Memphis, which we called it SPOM, S-P-O-M, skate park of Memphis, which doesn't exist anymore. And it's very sad. Um, but like we would do all these things and like one, it's the nostalgia, right? Of the music and of taking you back to that time in your life, but also it's the memories attached to them, right? Yes. Um, of these people, of this time in your life. And for me, I mean, y'all both know I'm a very reflective person and, you know, I like to think about the growth that I've had since, you know, maybe the lot, like when I originally heard this, like how I related to it then versus how I relate to it now and like compare and contrast that. And sometimes it's the same thing, but sometimes it's very different. And, um, I don't know. I mean, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I get that. Like for me though, like most music from 1984, mm-hmm. I just remember 1984 being like the summer of 1984 being mm-hmm. a really good year. So if I hear any any Prince Purple Rain, yeah, any there's there's uh, the Boys of Summer by Don mm-hmm. Hanley, like anything from that oh, year, so. yeah, anything from that year brings me back. It just you know, I don't remember all specific instances, but it just yeah. makes me feel good because I remember. Right. You have that. And so, like, it's yeah. almost like a chemical reaction, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not like, it's like a subconscious thing. Like you hear this and you just feel this, like, I don't know, this like feeling, right? Of just right. like, man, like this. And it's funny, like these songs you've known for years and maybe you don't listen to them for a long time, but it comes up on shuffle and you right. know every single word, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's cool how that, how it works like that. Yeah, so that is a hundred percent accurate. The it's it's the uh, nostalgia, it's the mm-hmm. emotions that it elicits, mm-hmm. and you know, quick uh, plug to one of your early podcast episodes that you did with with Austin um, on music and yeah, kind of talking the about the psychology of it. Yeah. Of it. Uh, so if, for those of you listening, if you not have not listened, go back go and back. Uh, check it I'll out. Put it in the in the show notes. Yeah, it definitely it. Um, they, they dig deeper into, you know, kind of what we're just touching on the surface right. here. But um, now a, a little transition. It, it's funny because when you were looking up your playlist mm-hmm. on Spotify, right? Um, yeah. That, okay. There that we just go. shows, that shows uh-huh. the difference, right? Uh, right? Because you can bring it up on demand. It takes you, you know, yeah. 30 seconds, seconds to bring it up. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So the equivalent of that, when I was growing up and Craig could probably relate to this, I don't know if he has, you'd have to get up right and now. walk over to your cabinet and, so I can so hear you. It, it was sitting, <laughs> sitting in front of the tape deck, listening to the radio, waiting for a certain yes. song to come on. Yes. Yes. Playing record. Uh, yes. Shut up. Yes. Oh so my god. That, and that, ta- that was the only way because yeah. a lot. It was even before, like, um, so you, you can buy cassettes at that time, right? right? Yeah. But, but like, unless you wanted to go out and buy every you know, album that was out there, which I do now, but I couldn't do it when right, I was Yeah, kid. when you were a kid, you know? yeah. If you so didn't it, have it, money, you were sitting there with the, with the, like, press with the play and, re- yes. well, it was play and record. You had to have the boat. That's to, so funny. You couldn't just hit record. It had to be play and yep. record. Yeah, so then that way it would record while it was playing. Uh-huh. And the motherfucker, uh, uh, well, the motherfucking radio stations <laughs> would always talk up so you would record a song yep. in here and next on Z103 we're dropping it hot with Rick Astley or whatever the hell it was and then you're like bloop, bloop. And then, 
and then you would get toward the end of the side and a song would come on you'd, you'd record it you go oh shit i hope there's enough you know time on this side of the tape. I hope so there's enough tape left. Oh it was a race God. against the clock. At the <laughs> it really day. was. And you're sitting there and you're like, like hoping at it, the, yeah, staring the, at the, the little school. tape unwinding. Oh my gosh, so that's hilarious. It's, it's funny though because that that is kind of like the the big thing I thought of mm-hmm. when we first kind of talked about like how you know what we're gonna you know cover here the generational yeah. and how it you know relates to music was the technology, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean just right there is too striking it's yeah. strikingly different right you know yeah things but it, it is essentially that yeah what you just did is the 80s you know the 80s version that i just explained yeah. of, you know sitting mm-hmm. by there um and now it's it's amazing though because not only if you want to hear a song you can just jump on the internet and hear it if you want to oh, yeah. buy it you can you know click mm-hmm. on the button you have your credit card and then you have it stored yep. Mm-hmm. download immediately where yeah. you know before it's you know you, you have to get in your car radio, and go to the store to set yeah. cd you know and it mm-hmm. so i had thousands of cds and mm-hmm. i i loved the actual like you have the tangible item you, you mm-hmm. have the artwork in your right. hand mm-hmm. you know it and a lot of a times you'd finally... open it up and have a big poster yes and, yeah. yes so it it took me a long time to kind of push myself to just go digital mm-hmm. because yeah. Honestly, it's just like storage issue. Yeah. You know, like physical storage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're so, like, I don't have room for anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and about it, yeah. 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 I'm, so it's, I'm um, picky about what CDs I buy because, like, so for a long time, like when CDs were still a big thing, and I keep mentioning Taylor Swift, but I mean, she was like a big part of my like teenagerhood, right? She would do, you know, like, I don't know if, how much y'all know about her, but she does Easter eggs for like everything she Craig does, knows right? everything about her. Yes. And so, so in her, like, you know, like when you get like the album artwork, right, you know, you take the little slip out and in it, you know, it would always have the, le- you know, the song and the lyrics. Well, she would capitalize certain words and it would like basically tell like what the song was about or who the song was about and stuff. Cause you know, yeah. she like her songs were written about like exes and stuff like that. So like, we would all be like reading through and like trying to see all this stuff, but she still promotes like buying her CDs. Cause like, like when her lover stuff came out, she released with them um, all of her journals of like where she wrote all of her songs. And so she had made copies of like the pages of her journals for like songwriting and stuff. So like, obviously I bought all of them. But, like, besides her and Lainey, like, I don't really buy CDs unless, like, I'm at a concert and, like, you know, there's a there's a purpose to it. Or, you know, sometimes you buy an artist's merch and it comes with a hard copy of the CD or something like that. But, um, but you know, you mentioning, you know, me pulling up a playlist, you know, we're talking about technology now. Um, I was talking to Liz this morning um, about um, uh, she had seen a TikTok where it was, like, and I, I saw the same one um, where it was talking about... Uh, like asking like kids nowadays or like teenagers nowadays, like um, how do you take a picture? Like if you're, you know, like saying like, take a picture, like, you know, we would like, you know, hold a camera up to our eye and like press the shutter button. Right. But like, so they were like, you know, show me how you take a picture. And these kids like acted like, like pantomimed having a phone in their hand and like pressing the side button or like touching it. And then now you say like, you know, you put, you know, the little like hang loose thing right up to your ear and you say hello, like to answer the phone. They asked them to do that. And they like acted like they were holding an iPhone, like held it up to their ear. And I was like, I hate that. Like, I hate it here. Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) But like, I mean, you know, they see the pound sign 
it's not pound it's a hashtag hashtag yep you know they don't know what a floppy disk is well, like you know a what, cd you know when i was a kid you had to have two hands to take a picture you had that big large flash oh, thing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you got under the hood right yes yeah, i get under the, the hood, hood and go. oh my god <laughs> so, oh my so god. speaking of of cell phones kelsey yeah. I, I was wondering, how old were you when you had your first cell phone? Me and Liz actually talked about this, too, because um, she was asking about about this. I was kind of doing some prep work and, like, getting her feedback on some stuff. But um, so I believe I was in eighth grade when I got my first cell phone because I, like, I, I had dance practice. I had play practice. I had, like, you know, stuff going on after school. So, like, needed to have a way to, like, contact my parents and be, like, Hey, I need to get picked up or we're running late or I'm riding home with so-and-so, whatever. Um, so I think I was in eighth grade and I'm pretty sure my first phone, it was a little Nokia, little like brick phone. Um, yeah. You played snake on it. Um, had my little polyphonic ringtones, you know, like that we all thought were so cool. It, it was the, the OC theme song. So it was California by Phantom Planet. So like every time my phone rang, it was like, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm so cool. Um, How old were you, Paul? So I was in college. It was, I think, my my first year in college. And mm -hmm. it, so, I mean, this is another thing that is, you know, wildly, wildly different with how people yeah. grew up in different eras, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you got yours in eighth grade. Like you could always quickly get in touch with someone right because yeah. you had the phone in your pocket for us you know and craig you know you probably don't know this even better like before cell phones there were beepers right so yeah. you would dial a number you oh, get a wow, little thing yeah. that says uh, and then they would have to go to like a payphone or whatever yes, and call yes, you. exactly yeah. so payphone so like you gotta be yeah. to get notified hey somebody wants to talk to you um and then you would go to like a payphone and make a call so it's just the like the the urgency of contact mm -hmm. and you know probably for lack of a better phrase there but yeah. just the ability to stay mm -hmm. in touch so quickly yeah and just you know because like now people yeah I, I think kids get some kids get cell phones before even middle school oh you know? yeah oh yeah um, and that's just kind of like I was in my I was in my 30s when I got oh, worry I was gonna ask did you have, <laughs> yeah. did you do the whole beeper thing I did beeper before that, but in high school, there wasn't. And when I was in high school, because I was thinking about this earlier, too, if if somebody was not at home, you didn't get in touch with them. If you were right. stranded somewhere yeah. and you didn't have a quarter, you were screwed. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, I mean, and I, I remember a specific instance where I went to somebody's house. I won't go into the details, but... <laughs> And my friend was supposed to pick me up to go to a party, and he never showed up. So I had to walk from that house to my house and not and miss the party because there's no way to get in touch with anybody. And I remember being on the phone trying to call him because because he and you're trying to call people at their homes mm -hmm. and you can't get in touch with them. Now right. it's like you know, and and if you were somewhere where you and your parents didn't show up to pick mm -hmm. you up when you were younger, right? You had to. And if they were stuck in traffic or if something bad happened, you had yeah. no idea. You were right. just sitting there. Well, and now, you know, it's like one, you've got, so you've got like the phone, right? Where you can call, you can text their social media where people are posting their locations. Snapchat yeah. has the little snap map. And then there's like the find my friends thing. Right. Um, and, you know, I know there's several of us who like have our location shared. 
because like, you know, we're used to like being in close contact with each other. So you don't hear from somebody for a while Well, you can check their location, make sure that they're somewhere that they usually are. Or if it looks like they're in a field, let's check on things. Let's make sure everything's okay. You know, (laughs) but like, you know, we're all so used to this like immediate, like access to people. And I think one, I mean, you know, we've, I think Paul, me and you talked about this in like the, the stand culture episode. We're so used to this immediate access, like celebrities posting on their Instagram stories and, you know, all over social media, we're used to having this, this quote unquote access to them that we feel like with them or with people in our everyday lives, well, we're, you, you have to tell me everything. Like, I feel like I know you and I can pass these judgments on you based on like what you post on social media. And you know, I'm thankful that, so like for me, social media, you know, growing up, it was, it was MySpace, Um, and then it was, um, it was Facebook in high school. Um, but I didn't get a Facebook until my senior year. I wasn't allowed to have Facebook until senior year. So it was mainly MySpace. And, you know, you know, there was the drama around who you had in your top eight, you know, <laughs> there was always that drama there, but, you know, I see what kids deal with now and I wouldn't have survived it. I honestly wouldn't have like, so that that was another thing that uh, I thought would be an interesting topic while mm-hmm. we were talking here is um, just kind of so you were saying like that immediate access like celebrities you know their whole life or right. you know going back to what we talked about in that episode like it's a mm-hmm. carefully curated view of their life yeah right um, but the same is actually true just for everyday people and mm-hmm. I feel like especially yep. for the the younger generations. The influencer culture, right? This is where I'm, you know, old man yelling. By the way, I have an episode I'm planning on influencer culture. So nice. That'll be good. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's so back when, you know, Craig and I were growing up, they, you weren't putting your life online because there was no real online. The only people who knew your life were the people who were in your life. So you have, you know, all the, and I don't know if, you know, some of these younger people, when they're they're getting online and doing that, they're really realizing that like it's there forever. Like you can take something not. down, but somebody yeah. can. It's it's still somewhere. You they know? get on somebody, because everybody else is on there. They don't actively think about it, and they don't think of how it could affect them in the future, mm-hmm. right? So you see yeah. all the time, like all these people, like getting you know trying to get canceled for you know for like stuff that they tweeted so many yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. You have people going for jobs, you know, like out of college, and they turn around and you know the the recruiter or whoever tells them no sorry we can't hire you we we didn't there were i mean like we've not hired someone before because of their social media you know like because of everything they post on social media it's like so i don't i i I don't think i mean once you get a little older i think that Mm -hmm. you kind of realize that but like yeah but your formidable teenage years you don't like these young kids are getting on and like Mm -hmm. they're just you're not thinking they're all over TikTok and the things that yeah. they post and they say and they do. Yeah. I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I was a wild kid. I Shocking. was, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I was a class clown. I, Shocking. Had, no. I had, I had a lot of parties at my house. I feel like um, you were probably very shy and quiet. Yes, and I was. Yourself. I was very reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am so happy there was no social media because because the stuff that we did, plus it was 80s. So we weren't, and it it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, terrible. Mm -hmm. I I don't know, but it's, it's not okay to today's state, but we were getting hammered and we were, you know, I was in a small town. So literally the only thing get hammered and try and hook up. Yeah. And, 
you know, do play pranks and, and, you know, ding dong, yeah. all that stuff. Imagine if you had had social media. Yeah. No, I, I would be in so much trouble and I yeah. would not be able to get a job today if it was out mm-hmm. in Cause we did, you know, right. Just, I, 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 I was not, yeah. Well, I was not a mild child. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, even for, you know, I mean, I was right before the age of like social media all over the place. Right. And, um, you know, like I said, MySpace was a thing, but like, not really. Like, I mean, there's pictures like on Facebook from like, I think like back my senior, like, I know my senior year, like, you know, there's pictures and stuff on Facebook from like prom, but like really junior year of high school for like me and all my friends, that's when like Facebook became a thing. Right. And, um, I remember there was this, uh, app called picnic. Um, it was like a website app. It wasn't like a mobile app, but like you would put your pictures on there and like, it would do these weird filters and you could like put words on them and like everybody picnicked the hell out of their pictures. And I know someone's going to listen to this and be like, Oh my God, picnic, like just freak out. But, um, that's that's the second thing you've said that I've never heard of in my life. Picnic. Generational difference. And the little squares that played seven seconds of music. Inflatable furniture limited to like, come on. So is that picnic, is that similar to, you know, people going crazy with their pictures through filters and all? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So it like doesn't even look like, like you look at it and you're like, that's not the same person. Yeah. Like it it becomes this like. Um, I wonder if like picnic, um, photos, I don't know. I'm trying to see yeah, if I can I get like an, an, an example to come up. Okay, here we go. So this is like a scene girls, like blog. See with all the different, see that, see all the filters over there. So it was like early filtering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. The, oh my gosh. Look at these filters. That one right there with like the black that's all like. That looks all tough. That was my. That was one of my favorites. For, for the audience at home, I was just gonna say. Oh no! Five no, no. Pictures. They, everybody, everybody knows. I'm That's pretty sure that. I probably, I probably did this one. Like it was like I mean, you would put all these like the these emo lyrics on your pictures and stuff. It was hilarious. Um, Friends did the same thing. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm embarrassed about the stuff that I posted. 10 years ago right like yeah imagine okay like, like i almost every day my facebook memories come up and i'm like deleting things I'm yes like, i don't want to stick <laughs> like the amount of times i posted lil wayne lyrics as my facebook status is like <laughs> colossally embarrassing <laughs> and like every time i see it i'm like again like really um <laughs> like yeah, there's there's a difference though between just embarrassing, immature versus like. Okay, but I also oh, right, also yeah. like a teenage girl doesn't need to be posting. Life's a bitch. Well, better yet, a dumb broad. Like I shouldn't I shouldn't post that it, when I'm when I'm seventeen. Like, ma'am, stop. But I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Obviously, I mean, like you know the things that you see about cyberbullying and stuff nowadays, right. and yeah. like the things that people say in comments and like now these different filters that like social media websites have, like if you use a certain word, it like doesn't even like let you post it. Um, and like, it's annoying for like people like us, right. That we're trying to like pick on each other and just be funny. Right. But like it's, I, I get why it has to exist for these teenagers because like, it's, it's terrible. The things that people say to them um, yeah. and these, like these, they're growing up in like troll culture, right? Like they're growing up in an era where, they're being taught that like 
you know, it's okay if you hide behind the keyboard and you just say whatever you want to say. Keyboard warriors. Yeah, it's terrible. And like, I just, I, I mean, you know, I had enough issues with like insecurity being a teenager. You know, I can't imagine, you know, if I was in an era where like, you know, every other teenager is an influencer and it's all about how many followers you have and how many likes you get on a post and stuff like that, you know? So, so I mean, that's again, a major difference between Mm -hmm. when we grew up and when you grew up, because like there was none of that. Right. We, we just, I mean, it, we had was in the school. We had the assholes. Yeah. We had the friends. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. funny. There were clicks, but it was all yeah. in person clicks. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. It, well, because like with MySpace, you would think you were somebody's friend, but then they would like take you off their top eight. They would put somebody else on there oh or God. they would have like, they wouldn't, they would um, like delete you from their friends list on, on AIM, you know, like all this stuff. It was so dramatic. So I, dramatic. I, I, I wonder there there must have been studies done throughout the years on like how that type of stuff affected like self-esteem. And, so so interesting um, that you should insecurity, say insecurity, you know. So it's interesting that you should say that because I have actually done um a lot of research on this with like mental health awareness. And I kind of want to do an episode on like mental health this month. Um, because it's mental health awareness month, isn't the month of May. Um, and uh you talked michelle lopez earlier and she had talked about um that she would come on and do one so i need to reach out to her um anyway but um (laughs) there's been lots of studies that have been done about like the decline of mental health um in like as social media grows right (laughs) um and so like when i'm not saying that like you know people from y'all's generations have never had like mental health struggles because you have like, I mean, everybody like has, you know, insecurities, everybody's like has stuff that they go through, but it's not as, I don't know, pointed like the bullying. I feel like isn't as pointed nowadays because like you, like we said, people well, lie, people, uh, think, you know, it's uh, not first, as like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I will tell you, I, okay. I don't want to get too deep. But I kind of think that's bullshit. I think it's more out in the open for everybody. I was bullied when I was a kid. That's no, how I, no. So what I'm that's I'm how I developed like... my person. It's funny. I was thinking about it. I moved from Georgia to Texas when mm-hmm. I was a freshman, a small town, and mm-hmm. I got bullied every day. Yeah. And at some point, I decided, and I was a sweet kid. And at that point, I just I started being an asshole. Yeah. And I got popular and more attention. Mm-hmm. So bullying affected me in a in yeah. a you know a certain well, way. Well, no, what I was saying is like, and there were times where I wanted to you know I had terrible thoughts because yeah. I was being bullied. So well, I, I mean, like, different. no, I mean, now it doesn't require any sort of balls to be a bully. Back then, you had to oh, say it to somebody's okay. face. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. you can create. So I don't know if y'all know what a Finsta is, like fake Instagram, like, yeah. you know, second Instagram, whatever. Like you can catfish somebody and like bully them. I mean, every freaking episode of Catfish, half of it is like, you know, oh, I just did it so I could like, you know, make fun of people, whatever. Like well, yeah, you don't I, have to okay, be. Yeah, you, you have, have a good have point about you couldn't yeah. hide them. Yeah, we, it's, we it's, it's easier to be a bully now because yeah, you don't have to have true. any sort of balls at all. I, so that's yeah, why it's so much have. more common, you know? I know we, we've had friends that people you know, make fake Instagram 
accounts, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's people. It's have d- people have literally done that to me. I, know, I, I didn't know if you wanted to say it. Yeah, but yeah I know it's. But I mean, it, people I mean, have made fake Instagram accounts and like commented on my stuff and like sent me like, how, like terrible how, messages and stuff. How shitty of a person must you be to like, right. like that's you're you're knowingly doing that just to right be exactly. Soul, well, know? I have I have some yeah. friends that are like part of the influencer community, and like there are there are Reddit threads about them. Like, like that, like people that literally follow their life in such detail that they have Reddit threads of like, so-and-so just posted this, they're doing this now, this, 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 like, I cannot imagine what that would have been like as a teenager. Like they're adults and it still obviously like affects them, but like, imagine being a teenager, you know what I mean? So like, I think, I think, you know, this is twofold, right? Like there's a benefit of having all the technology that we have now. You know I mean? Like think of, think of if we had gone through the pandemic and hadn't had a way to connect with other people, you know, and we had been stuck yeah. at home and whatever, like that would have been so Ugh. much, so much worse. It would have been terrible. Oh, shut up, that, Greg. No, I'm being honest. Come on, I man. was being honest, you <laughs> jerk. Okay. Well, okay. you sounded like very sarcastic. I would not have, I would not have connected with y'all if it wasn't Same. the pandemic yeah. and right. social media. We wouldn't be friends exactly. if there wasn't. Yeah, we wouldn't. So, so it's a benefit. It's a hundred percent. There are so many benefits. And again, I've done episodes about you know like online communities and stuff, um, and how like the benefits shut, of that. Sorry, like, shut up, Craig. That was just. <laughs> what? Well, you sounded like you're being a smartass. You hurt the one feeling that I had. You oh, shut feeling. up. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's one side of it, right? Like there's the benefits, but you know. And, you know, these advances in technology, the fact that we can get in touch with any, with each other, like however we want to or need to, um, and, you know, be so far away from each other, but still be connected. But the negative, the negative side of that is we're so much more reliant on these like little rectangles that oh, in our hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, I see so many times like people and it's mostly people younger than us. But that like, you know, you're in like almost like a networking environment. And like, instead of like going and talking to someone that you don't know, they're just on their phone. And yeah. like, you know, yeah. because it's uncomfortable and like, okay, well, I can just be on my phone and like do whatever. And like, no one will come talk to me. And I mean, I've been guilty of doing that before. I'm like, if I don't feel like talking to somebody, I'm just going to like get on my phone. But, but like, we're so reliant on them now. That like when y'all were growing up, you weren't. When I was a teenager, I wasn't. Like some days my phone would just be dead and I wouldn't even know anything about it. You know, like whatever. But now nobody lets their phone die. And if you do, if you do, it's like, well, shit, what do I do? You know, like. I I also think it's unconscious because I'm on my phone. It's not even like, oh. You don't even think about it. I don't think about it. And it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can get to be a problem. Yeah, for sure. Well, and so I've started doing so on um on the iPhone, which Craig doesn't have an iPhone because he's stupid. Um, <laughs> but on <laughs> um, shut up, Craig. Craig's stupid. What's next? Yeah, Jesus. Love you, Craig. Like a cyber bully, and I'm going. Through. <laughs> I know like, it's terrible. terrible. I'm okay with not having a dumbass iPhone whatever. Um, but like it has where you can limit screen time on like certain apps after a certain period of time. And so like, I'm really bad about like, like I'll get on TikTok and just like scroll 
not even see how much time has gone by because like you just kind of get stuck and I'll get stuck in like spot. Like I'll like watch this one person's video and then I want to see the other because they're like, like for part two. And then I click, I'm like, has there been a part two yet? Mm-hmm. And I just get lost in it. So I like limit my screen time on that. Like my phone will literally pop up and be like, screen time has ended and you can either snooze it or like close out of the app. Um, and, so, and then like after a certain time at night, my phone, like I'll have my phone do that. But again, I'm reliant on my phone to tell me like, hey, get off of me. Like instead of just yeah. like not being so used to being on my phone that like, you know, I lay in bed and read and like I love I love to read. I also have a Kindle, more technology, you know. So I've, I've actually had to get myself to the point of like removing an app from my phone. Yeah. You know, so like I just wasting so much time on Twitter. Oh, for sure. You know, so oh, I, yeah. I deleted the app for a while. First, I dropped out of, you know, um, group chats. And mm-hmm. then still was spending too much time. So, um, yeah, I, I tried. Then I tried just removing it from the home screen. Mm-hmm. So like, if you wanted to go in, you had to slide. You had to like, things. yeah, that's still, smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But still, it wasn't, it you still know. still would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's. For me, that's the only way I can actually like. Yeah. Yeah. Setting those like time bits and stuff like, you know, and like, and so like once the time limit goes off, like then it'll let you like access it on like either five or 15 minute increments and stuff. So that has helped me because again, like TikTok, TikTok and Instagram, like I'll just get stuck like watching through stuff. You know what I mean? Um, And, but I read this book. So anybody who's listening, I think I might've talked about it before. It's called Digital Minimalism. It's by Cal Newport. And it like, it talks about like how reliant we are on technology and how, you know, like, you know, even like, like I I have a hard time falling asleep without the TV on. And like, even if the volume's all the way down, but just like having the light of it and like, but like I've become reliant on technology, you know? So like just all of these different things that like, we don't realize there, there are so many pros to having technology now that we didn't have when we were growing up, but there's also a lot of cons of that, like, you know, this reliance that it's built and uh, like, yeah, you, we can connect with people, but there's also a disconnect with the people who are right in front of our faces. I really wish that I had the answer on how to kind of cut that down. Right. Because like I can't even go through watching a 30 minute episode of, you know, a a TV show without like grabbing my phone and just scrolling it. And like, kind of like Craig was saying, like it's it's subconscious. Yeah. Like I'm not even realizing Mm -hmm. I'm doing it until I'm like, Oh shit, I got to rewind that. What did they just say? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do the same thing. I wish I, I wish I knew the answer, but it's, it's I think it's different for everybody. Right. Um, You know, not to minimize, you know, addiction or anything, but it's, it kind of you you get that that urge and, yeah um, absolutely like you're just doing it without without realizing yeah but yeah absolutely well and like I mean you know we all both know like I play Elder Scrolls online and like so I'll get on there and I'll be like doing something right and then I'll look and like you know an hour has gone by and I'll have like you know text or whatever whatever like on um on my phone and then I feel bad. I'm like, Oh, I've like left these people hanging. Well, no, like it's okay if I separate from my phone for a little bit, you know, but it's like finding this balance of like, you know, the guilt and then like, you know, just, just like doing your thing. Um, People at home, Kelsey has just told us she's a big nerd. Yeah, no one, no one, no one is shocked about this at all whatsoever. Um, y'all can't see me, but I'm using my really cute um, pink gaming headset to um, 
uh, talk to Paul and Craig. And it's a um, coincidence because Craig is wearing the same. Thing. I am. Yeah, it's really His cute. Hello Kitty uh, headset. Really cute. I've got matching barrettes too. Um, it, yeah, and your ponytails are cute. And too. she's looking at her phone right now. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pulling up the questions. See, so oh. I'm going to toss in some of the questions that we've been asked. Um, some of them, like we've already covered. Um. <laughs> Dylan Grimm would like to know. Oh, Jesus. Um, I can imagine where this is going. <laughs> what, was, what was the scariest part about living through World War I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you take that, Craig. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think. Well, that brings in the significant items. I, you know, let's see. Kelsey, you weren't born. Paul, you were young. Well, no, you were probably like I just remember when the Gulf War started. It was the first time. Uh, yeah, that, what was that like? Late. It was late early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah, so I, I was in high school, um, and you know, honestly, it's looking back, like you knew it was going on and it was horrible, but like you don't have the same view of yeah, you know, no. um, real world events. Oh yeah, in high school. Although maybe some of these kids nowadays will, but um. It's totally different because I mean, like, so 9-11 was when I was in fifth grade and like, and then, you know, after that, you know, the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan. And like, I remember it. I remember seeing it on the news. I remember hearing about it, but like, I don't have any like really perspective or understanding. Really? really? Wow. So that, 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 that brings up another good topic that I think we had touched on at, at one point is, um, you know, kind of the the huge events like that, how yeah. that changed. Yeah, you know? I just um, I remember now it wasn't. I guess it was internet. I don't. But I just remember like waking up and literally, it's the only time I can remember watching news for like six, like just mm-hmm. you know, glued to the screen, trying to figure out what the hell was going mm-hmm. on. There was shock. And I wonder how that would be today because there weren't, you know, there weren't social, you weren't looking on social media. Right. You texted your friends. I had a girlfriend. You were just waiting for the news to tell you. Yeah, I had a girlfriend more. that lived in Austin mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we would have to connect via landlines. Mm-hmm. And her father was flying to New York that day. And I remember oh, wow. being on the phone with her and they couldn't find him. And I just remember that being, that is a very significant event. Mm-hmm. The fact that you weren't aware, like what you said, it just shocked yeah. me because I just thought well, like, everybody I mean, was glued to their team. Yeah. I just remember being like, I mean, I went to school. What the hell is going that on? Day. Like, there was so much, that's crazy. There was so much fear. Yeah. I can't, it would probably be 20 times worse yeah. today. Two big significant like events from like, you know, when I was growing up that I remember is Columbine. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, I mean, that, you know, that being so scary because, like, I was in school. I mean, it's scary in general, but, like, I mean, I was in school. You know what I mean? So, like, it was just, it was just a big thing. And it was, like, really one of the first times, like, school always felt like such a safe place. And so then hearing about that was really, like, oh, like, I'm not safe here. I'm not guaranteed safety here. You know what I mean? Like, and then with, but with 9-11, I mean, I remember getting ready for school that morning um, and like seeing, like we, we always had the today show on and my mom was somewhere and my dad was about to take me to school, but I remember seeing one of the towers hit and like I said something to my dad about it. And he thought that I was just like being dramatic. Imagine that me being dramatic. Um, and he came over and he saw it and he was like, 
I remember like seeing the look on his face and it made me nervous because like he's a very calm, very, you know, but like he, I saw fear on his face. And so he took me to school. We went to school. Like I had a normal school day. My mom picked me up from school and she told me that, you know, like everything that had happened, um, that the towers fell, you know, that the, you know, about the, the crash into the Pentagon and all that stuff. But I didn't understand what a terrorist attack was. And I was in fifth yeah. grade, but like, that's not something that like I had this concept of, you know, it was just like, you live in America and everything's great. You know, like, you know, you're a kid. And that was like the first thing where I was like, the world's right. a bad place. I like, don't, holy I don't shit. even think it was just kids, right? I think a lot of people that really kind of was jarring to people mm-hmm. because, no. You know, that was the first time that something like that happened on, you know, American on soil, US soil what, yeah. um, like Pearl Harbor. Right. So you yeah. mm-hmm. you would never think is at least for me, it's always like, you know, there's war out there, but it's always right. somewhere. But else, it doesn't hit home. Right? right. Exactly. Yeah. So so the fact that this could happen the way mm-hmm. that it did and like yeah. impact. And I mean, look at how things have changed since then. Right. There's. Yeah. Now there's there's a heightened sense of you know you, you're not always safe you know there's mm-hmm. there's more security you're always like looking over you your travel. shoulder and yeah the way you travel is different now yeah and um you know going back to uh, Craig's you, cat's having a meltdown in the background <laughs> you mentioned his um, cat just like fell oh really was it, yeah. was it sitting on his head again or no it was like sitting right next no, to him it was, and it was trying like, to grab something trying I trying to grab it. something and just like bloop. Sorry. sorry, sorry, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's better than what I was going to say. But, no, no, go ahead. No, say so it. <laughs> going back to Columbine and Craig, yeah. I was going to ask you. So I, I'm sure it happened, but I don't remember like the proliferation of these types of things when we were growing up. So I don't know if it was just we didn't hear about it because, uh, you know, it wasn't a 24 seven news cycle. You know, you couldn't just turn TV on at 3 a.m. again, you know. Mm-hmm news and especially you know mm. to take that the next step that now you know online you can get anything whatever you so want so news like, wasn't just always on no no i think that pretty much started with like CNN, i mean they had cnn right? and that was probably the ages right <laughs> but um, but like do you do you remember or maybe i was just like i was young and naive but like i don't remember like these no. types of like no, school they, shootings and stuff like that no when they broke into tv it was for something like when Reagan got shot, right. it was for something, you know, I, I remember a plane crash or the yeah. shuttle exploding. I don't remember, and, you know, I have to look up to see. I'm sure it happened. I don't remember school shootings. I don't remember ever, you know, there, it had mm-hmm. to be a very significant thing yeah. for, them, for me to hear, to even hear about it. Right. Yeah, because there, there was only so much Time, there was only like so large of a time slot for the news so like they would and like yeah, now and, it's like you, know, you like, your, like, sorry it's like i mean everything's 24 7 now right, right. so like okay. you can get it however information in general like mm-hmm. like you said so earlier celebrities have a curated view of themselves mm-hmm. back then you could read magazines or you could watch entertainment weekly that's mm-hmm. how you got your celebrity fix yeah. nobody and, there and now somebody takes a shit and it's on there Twitter. was no delving into their private lives it was easy for yeah. you know it was just it was easy for them to like just be people do whatever if it was mm-hmm. you know there if if they were doing something shocking like madonna mm-hmm. she would do it for the news mm-hmm. 
four and you would he- read, but you would, yeah. you wouldn't find out until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wouldn't some, be immediate. No, you couldn't find out anything until the next day when it was, uh, you know, in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest difference is, you know, celebrities. Mm-hmm. And you actually had celebrities because right. there weren't these people that were just normal. Right. You, know, you would get them in drips and drabs. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, things such as like, you know, the, the Travis the Scott Travis Scott Festival yeah. that he had, you know, like where like all those people were dying. And like we're see we're hearing about that in real time, you know, whether it's like Snapchat, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, whatever, like we're seeing that in real time. Like sometimes like Twitter was seeing it faster than the news. And like when Kobe Bryant died, his wife found out that he died from TMZ. Like she got a notification from TMZ instead of like, because like TMZ was faster than like the, you know, the the first responders um, in, you know, getting to her. Always have to break a story. Yeah. And like, I get it that they're doing their job, but like you need to confirm that the family has been notified. Right. Like his his daughter should have never found out that her sister and her dad were dead on Twitter, you know, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So again, th- so then that's that's another you know pro and con of. And I think know, that's been more that. the past ten years, right? Yeah. That's oh, for sure. Like for sure. Like the so, the the lack of respect for human beings. Oh yeah. And privacy yeah. has just yeah. it's been yeah. that's been more the the past ten years for than sure. it was for all three of us because I just. Yeah. You know, it's been building and building, but mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's wild now. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so I know Kelsey, you were saying that um, kind of nine eleven was the first kind of big, mm-hmm. you know, kind of catastrophic yeah. event. Um, when when Craig was talking, you know, a few minutes earlier, he mentioned the uh, the Challenger space mm-hmm. shuttle. Is that uh, yours? So uh, yeah, I actually remember. I, I was I think in second grade, mm-hmm. and because they they had. Um, Kristen uh, McAuliffe, I think yeah. was her name. She yeah. was, she was going to be the first teacher in space. Yeah. Um, and she was from, I think, a town in New Hampshire. So it was like a big, you know, mm-hmm. deal in New England. And uh, um, they actually brought TVs in to the classroom. Oh wow! And we watched <gasps> the. Uh, oh. Wow, they didn't do that for us. So. So Wait, we, so it was so the explosion, like y'all saw the explosion. Yeah, because they did that the, back then. They did shuttle launches live, like that was yeah. a big deal. So, now, so all the kids watched yeah. these people die. Talk yeah, about generational yeah, differences. Cool. Space travel was like news. It was like right, and now it's like oh yeah, whatever. Elon Musk is uh, you know taking yeah, Elon, that, yeah, you know, right, you know? exactly. But but yeah, that you know Craig mentioned take, that and yeah. uh, kind of reminded wow. me of that. So that yeah. that was. And I mean, we were second grade. It was still so young that we didn't really kind of understand. Like, you didn't really grasp back. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the teacher went and shut the TV off right away. And I, like, I, yeah, the t- your teacher was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah and pretty, pretty much. I mean, but yeah. So, I mean, that, that was kind of imagine first being that teacher is like yeah. you have witnessed this as a full grown adult. Yeah. And you know what you just witnessed. And but you then have you have all these children kids. and you have to be like, yeah, Get like picture, picture our, our friend like, Alyssa, you know, something yeah. like that, where she's mm-hmm. got, you know, a classroom yeah. full of little kids. And yeah. You're trying and to you process just what just something happened. Like that. Right, exactly. Now you have, you know, a bunch of little ones asking, hey, what, you know, what, what was, that? was that? Oh, it's yeah. fine. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alyssa yeah. would just take a drink out of her flask and tell him to shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Well, that's true. But. 
So, so Christ, what was me, a significant event that you remember? Well, uh, first of all, it's funny because I guess it was, you know, the shuttle. I remember it because a kid ran, and it was a nerd, <laughs> ironically. Like, the only reason I knew that is because he went running down the hall going, the shuttle exploded. This. Like, that wasn't in the fourth. We were, I was in ninth grade, so... Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. That we wasn't were, in the forefront what, of your mind. No, it was no. The Paul Revere of the uh, the high school. That yes, yeah. I just I don't know why I just, I just vividly remember him going. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? What yeah. shuttle? Yeah. I got to go hit on chicks. I don't know about shuttle. Got to go hit on chicks. All right, <laughs> gotta, Grandpa. Gotta go. <laughs> God, the Fonz has to go hit on chicks a, in the cafeteria. <laughs> Fucking happy days over uh, here. Look, when I was in high school, that's all I wanted to do was hit on chicks. Leave me alone. All right. Fonzie. I wasn't. I didn't have a social conscience or any of that. The old Fonz over here. <laughs> hey. hey. Um, <laughs> I. It's funny to say. I don't. You know. Even though I was thirty, I don't. I don't remember a lot when I was a kid of of it of stuff being that great. I just remember like. When, I, I don't know why Reagan was shot. They just showed it 5,000 times over yeah. and over. But I didn't realize the significance or, or anything of it. And the shuttle, yeah. I don't, didn't realize. It was really 9-11, even though I was in my 30s or early 30s or late 20s, was the first time that something really jarred me mm-hmm. to where, holy crap, mm-hmm. the world has changed. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't even tell you what that is for me now because, like, since I've been an adult, there's been so many. Well, there's, and now I think it's desensitizing because there's a shooting every other week. Which is so, like, that's so upsetting. Yeah. You know, is that, like, we're so desensitized to it because, like, it hasn't become normal. Oh, you know what? Like, it's what? Here is what riveted the nation. OJ. I remember... (gasps) Yeah. I, re- I remember, and I was, that's when I was uh, working at a bar and hung out in a bar a lot. And I remember sitting there, everybody watching the Bronco chase. And ironically, a woman that was a bartender there, I'm not going to say her name, she had dated OJ. And so, like, she was from Buffalo and she was, and she, we knew that she had dated him. And she's like rooting for <laughs> Like, he wouldn't do that. I can't. He wouldn't do that. Like it was just a. But I just remember OJ. That whole that whole thing had everybody just riveted because there wasn't all the real time stuff. You mm-hmm. just saw it on the news, and it was a celebrity. And it was somebody who had who was a football star and had been in the Naked yeah. Gun, and you just couldn't believe the grisly details and everything. I remember that mm-hmm. being significant, how it changed. Cause it really changed. You know, I don't know if y'all realize that it changed like TV rate, daytime TV had to change because the, the trial was on every day. So mm-hmm. shows in the afternoon, mm-hmm. like they say after that, their ratings declined yeah. because, because they were off. Like it hmm. changed the landscape. And now it's like, like with the whole Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, like you right. could like keep up with that on Twitter and like TV I, was fine. Because you didn't have people watching a trial on TV that I mm-hmm. can remember until yeah. then. Like, huh. and, and people, you know, because, because of how crazy everything was. And then when the verdict came out, it was so It's like, all, that was it. it yeah. Was, it was just like, it was, that was a huh. crazy, crazy moment. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Something something as terrible as that, but not like a world-shaking mm-hmm. war, buildings collapsing. Yeah. Just a, a dude allegedly. He yeah. did it. He did it. He did do it. If you write a book about if I did it. Right. Um, so anyway. So, um, all right. So we are running short on time. So I'm going to run through some of these questions. Um, Anthony Sanchez would like to know why you are both so old and crotchety. Um, just it happens over time. You'll get there, Anthony. Don't worry. Um, you know, wait. I, I just oh, wanted to answer. Oh, I think the, yeah. I think Anthony deserves an answer. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just he's not going to give him one, but he I'm not going to give you one. I, you know, I. <laughs> All right. I am crotchety. Everybody knows yes. that knows me knows that I'm crotchety, yes. and it's just been developed over time. But I have a loving heart, Anthony. So you go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Caitlin, Caitlin would like to know. Oh, um, she said, "Is this subtly call them calling them old? Please tell them I said that and ask Papa, which is Craig, what a nip is." <laughs> <sighs> Can I answer it like Caitlin? Uh, oh my God, <laughs> you guys, Listen. I can't believe that they're showing me a nip. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Okay. And yeah, she's called, she's called. Yes. Us old. This is subtly calling them old. Um, okay. So that's last, a nice, qu- that's a nice phone case. Thank you. My friend Craig got it for me. Oh. Um, so last question, um, and then we can wrap it up. Um, this is from Neil. Do you believe that your standard of living is better than that of your parents? I saw that, and I, I thought that was a great question, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think mine is, but it's not due to I think any generational differences. I think it's simply um, my life. Like my parents and my sister and I in their 20s, early 30s, um, we were middle class, you know, kind of working. We we never lacked for anything, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, we took vacations every year, but like we didn't have a ton of money in the town mm-hmm. we grew up in. We were probably on the lower, you know, scale of kids we um, went to school with. Um, I, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. So I have a... Yeah. You know, a, a pretty good paying job so I have you know disposable income to you know kind of do what I want typically you yeah. know within reason um and I think that's really the the main difference um you know they they instilled you know um you know ethics and you know <laughs> morals um that you know kind of you know still carry through but I think as far as like a better life, um, you know, kind of materialistically, mm-hmm. I'd say yes, but it, it is more because of, you know, not having a family. Yeah. So. Yeah. What about you, Craig? I think that it's an interesting question. My dad grew up dirt poor, like dirt poor. And um, my mom grew up seemingly, she grew up a little bit better she had more mm-hmm. of the ozzy and harriet life but um they grew up in the same town but it's i 
I followed a very similar path to my dad without getting mm-hmm. all serious, which is, you know, my family has alcoholism as in it. My mm-hmm. dad, you know, our family didn't grow up with a lot of money because of that. And then I made the same mistakes. Luckily, I never got married until recently and didn't have kids because the, it, it would, you know, I followed the same path as him. It took, it was late in life when we both got our shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now, I, but now my standard of living is, is what he would want it to be and what my mm-hmm. mom wants it to be. So I don't know if that, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but it absolutely does. It's just very, um, you know, I remember we were fake rich, I think, for a long time until we couldn't handle it. Like when I was little, I thought we had money because we lived in a big house and we had mm-hmm. stuff, but it was all just a facade. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get came, that. It all came tumbling down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for me, I think I like, I mean, I agree with both of you. I don't feel like I necessarily have a like surface level, better standard of living. Like, I guess it kind of depends on what you consider a good standard of living. Right. Like, I mean, if we're looking at technology and like all that stuff, like, sure, of course. Like, I mean, my dad's 81 and my mom is in her sixties and like, so obviously I have more technology now than they did, but like, people are also more disconnected now than they were back then, you know? So I feel like, I feel like there's, there are pros and cons. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like my, my parents grew up, you know, very normal. My dad grew up on a farm. My mom grew up in a small town in Alabama. Um, and then, you know, I grew up in Memphis. And so I think geographically that makes a difference too, you know, cause they can't, they went from small towns and like raised me in a big city and like, you know, now I'm living in a small town, but, um, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I have a great standard of living and I learned things from them. I think because, especially because of my dad's age, he's very traditional. He's very like old school about certain things. So, um, you know, I was raised a certain way because of that. Um, I believe, um, and it protected me from a lot of things, like a lot of trouble that I could have gotten into that I didn't, you know, because of that. Um, but I don't know. I think standard of living is very much relative to, you know, so. Good, good question, Neil. Yeah, yeah thanks, Neil. Um, so do either of you have anything to add before we close out? I was just thinking, you know, we make old jokes. I make old jokes about myself. Mm-hmm. And and I don't feel like the tip. It's I've always felt younger than I was. I've yeah. always, and maybe that's because I'm immature, to be honest with you. I mean, it just, you know, but I don't feel like the, the typical 51-year-old until I'm yeah. like, back in my day. We until used- you're like talking about stuff and yes. you're like, oh. But, you know, but I also love the fact that uh, I'm 50 and I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't care that I have friends that are in their 30s. Right. Yeah. Like, you're I'm not, not like, this is weird. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not self-conscious about the fact that my wife is 29. And, yeah. Like, that doesn't bother you. Yeah. Because, like I always say, she's not in it for the money. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh God. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just there. There's we could. I think we could have a part two, a For more sure. focused part two, because there's a lot of things. There's so many differences that. But I can. I appreciate mm-hmm. social media. I appreciate the the yeah. Me too. Able to get in touch with people and everything. But you see the downfalls to it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm, I think there's so much of a pros and cons to all of that. Like. Again, like you said, it's, it's wonderful being able to connect with people and be able to like, like, 
you know, state borders, even country borders, like don't, don't matter like they used to. Right. But at the same time, it does affect you because you sometimes can become more connected to people miles away than you are somebody like right in front of you. I'm also really good at separating myself from things and people that I don't want to see or hear from until my Mm -hmm. friends decide to show it to me to send me into a rage. So I just, so everything is a choice. Like we say this, but yeah. everything is a choice of, I can choose who to follow. I can yeah, choose what right. to say. A lot of people don't choose, you know, I have my beliefs. I don't tell them to everybody, Yeah, you know, uh, because 10 years, it's like what Paul was saying about consequences 10 years down the line, if I'm looking for a job somewhere, I'm looking for something and somebody pulls up what I said, even if it wasn't, you know, offensive, but it was on one side of the fence or the other, that could get me in trouble. And I don't feel like doing that. I'm just going to post pictures of me and my wife and say (laughs) happy, happy Christmas. And here's some cats dressed up in clothes and, you know. Go about my happy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And 10 years ago, I decided that I wanted to put my opinion out there. Luckily, it wasn't, you know, that's what I'm saying about post to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But it mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, it's like it well, wasn't like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Do you, Paul. Yeah. yeah so Paul. I mean, kind of like Craig, I, I, I don't feel as old as I am. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, and I, do I you think like in a good in a good way? <laughs> um, I, I think mentally in a good way. Okay. I think physically, I, you know, was probably feeling my age a, a bit more, but um, yep. like, I, I just, you know, I'll think about it and I'll, I'll be like, how old am I again? I'm like, holy shit. You know, it's just like time flies. It yeah. really does. Yeah, it really does. I feel yeah. like the older you get, the the less that age actually matters. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think it's, it's the more you realize your age, but the less it matters. Yeah. I think it's especially true with, um, you know, forming friendships and, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you're younger, you, you know, you think of the age gaps and you're like, Oh, what would I have in common with the, these right. people or, mm-hmm. or, um, but, but you see it, I mean, you see it from yeah. kind of our friend group, you know, yeah. that, that we and it's perspective it's that we about, give each other too. Well, it's, plus- it's, it's more about the actual people, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The, the things you have in common, the, the, just the, you know, the camaraderie, the, mm-hmm. the feeling you get when you, you know, meet certain people. And right. It's just really, there's, there's age gaps, but it mm-hmm. really doesn't come into play. Yeah. You know, until well, you, you look at a picture and you're like, oh, I'll be the only one with gray hair. That's pretty cool. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, unless yeah. it's Halloween and you yes, were the only one there. <laughs> yes. And there's multiple people. <laughs> and it's great because us three have very similar personalities. So mm-hmm. we get along great because of that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the age. Same way mm-hmm. with Judith. Yeah, she gets me, and I get mm-hmm. her. You know, it's just it, that's where the where you can bridge the. Caitlin, yeah. I I love you know Caitlin's great, and she's like fourteen. What is she? <laughs> Stop! Like, is there a well, butt in here coming from that <laughs> No, but like, but, but you're she can right, put up. Though. But she, but you know, as y'all know, some of the things out of my mouth are fantastic, mm-hmm. but could be offensive. Caitlin could very easily, because she's a millennial, get offensive and she finds it hilarious, you know? Well, and Uh, like, I mean, it's funny because, so Austin's younger than me. I mean, he's younger than me by like three years, but like 
you know, if we were in high school, that would have been a big issue, right? That would have been like oh, a big well, thing. Not, yeah. not for you, not me. I dated younger. But like, but you know, it would have been like, oh my God, you know, whatever. But now it's like, I don't even think about it, you know? Like, yeah. It yeah, three, yeah. It's funny because three years is not, yeah. Actually four, four years. years. Like if four you were, years? if you were Maybe a senior and you dated a freshman. That I think, was okay. it, no, I think it's four years. But if you were a senior and you no, dated three years, just kidding. Grade, Math's hard. Dated an eighth grader. If you were a senior and dated yeah. in eighth grade, which is right. five years. Right. That's it'd different. Like, it'd be like, you're a perv. That's kind of icky. Yeah, yeah, you're icky, but yeah. which it is icky, but I'm just right, saying right. now. Uh, yeah, now, like, we, it doesn't matter. So, And let me just say, I meant to say, mentally, I feel like I'm 35. Physically, I feel I like. I feel like I'm 104. I feel, yeah, I feel like. I'm, I'm like popping my back as you're saying that. Like <laughs> My hip hurts. On my 50th birthday, I strained my back for the first time ever. I was like, what the fuck is this? I, I'm 30 and I've already strained my back. So I don't know what that's going to say for my 50th birthday. But maybe I'll need a hip replacement by then. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> and a walker. Well, thank you both for joining me and uh, going down the road of. Um, nostalgia and talking about uh, back in your day. Uh, and, you know, I th- it's always fun when the three of us get together. And uh, I think this was not as chaotic as it could have been. I think no, we, I don't were, think we were very well behaved. Yeah, yeah. We could have been a lot worse. Oh, we could have been way worse. <laughs> way I'm worse. I'm sorry that I dropped two or three F bombs, but that's better that's than all right. two a sentence. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. You were, you know, honestly, technically pretty contained. Like, so fuck is my friend i don't care and on that note (laughs) um i'm gonna close us out so thank you guys once again for listening to the people project everybody look up nacho vidal look it up image search don't do that do not do that (laughs) ignore craig um so anyway thank you for listening to the people project podcast um I appreciate everyone. I'm so distracted now because I can't <laughs> stop thinking about what you just said. You're just thinking about candles um, right now, aren't you? Yep, yeah. candles. <laughs> love, love a good Yankee candle. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yankee candle. All right. So on that note, I'm going to stop recording this Zoom call and I'm just going to record my outro later. So thank you guys so much. Bye.